so I looked I looked on Garfield.com and this one is in color there. Oh yeah. So do we even want to mention the fact that it's in black and white? Eh, you know, Girl, if you like. Yeah. It'd be really interesting if this one never got caught. I mean, this is... Yeah, this is a good point. Fair. Jim Davis is my name. John? Both you and our listeners are listening to Being Jim Davis. I'm Garfinet. My name is Christopher Winter, and I am Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. John, today is February the 20th, 1980. That's 02201980, a Wednesday. We're looking at the 612th ever Garfield. John, what happens on today's Garfield? In today's 612th Garfield, uh, today's strip involves a sequence of events that we will describe on the program. True. John, that sequence occurs in three panels. In the first panel, boy, you know, <clears throat> I was doing a bit earlier in the week about how, like, you know, I hadn't, hadn't been on the program in a few weeks and I had forgotten everything and I thought we still did a drinks roundup and I didn't remember the name of the orange cat. If you came to Garfield for the first time this week, you would be very confused as to who these characters are. Garfield is not named in, in uh, Monday's ep- episode. Garfield, Odie appears in, in Tuesday. Tuesday's strip, but uh, neither of the characters are named. Is Jim Davis really yeah. abandoning any chance to, uh, you know, for a standard name drop? And panel one today, Garfield, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, the positioning is sort of like yesterday. Garfield's on a table rather than a credenza or whatever, and Odie's on the floor looking the other way. Yeah, you could quibble, but whatever. Well, um, the gar- the furniture is not in profile, so we can yeah. see what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's a table one with thing. a tablecloth. Yeah. Anyway, Garfield is thinking, he has his blanket wrapped around his neck as a cape, and he's thinking, the caped Avenger sees an evil dog. If you were coming to this strip for the, uh, to Garfield for the first time this week, you might, you might genuinely think that the cat is named the caped Avenger. I think it's fairly obvious that he's engaged in some sort of play here. Cosplay? Cosplay. That's yes. that's the Jim, type of play that I was thinking. Jim Davis, the inventor of cosplay. Um Yeah, I don't know. Uh I I mean I Yeah, all right. It's not clear yeah, to me. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be confused. It's not clear to me as a viewer that the dog is evil. No, he doesn't appear evil. Um, and I and I think that lends credence to the notion that that uh, there's some sort of playtime here, some sort of mm. some sort of imagination-based activity. Yeah, John, I think we agreed not to mention that in the uh, cut-rate bargain Czechoslovakian Garfield archive that we use for some reason while podcasting, uh, today's strip is inexplicably in black and white. I'm going to assume that is brown ears, Odie. Because if his ears were black, they would probably be colored in. But we we couldn't really we can't really say for sure here. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and say for sure that that is Brown Ears Odie. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at February twentieth, nineteen eighty, over at Garfield.com, a non-standard website, and I can confirm yes, yes, Odie's ears are brown. 
meaning indicating that this is in fact uh, the uh, undercover FBI agent. Um, for for listeners Undercov- who are undercover Odie, who are just joining us, uh, mm-hmm. this is the this is the uh, undercover agent who is uh, attempting to gather information on John Arbuckle's drug mm-hmm. empire. Yeah. Now, John, I did miss a couple of weeks. And so you may have learned something about this last week with Daniel Manning when Garfield and John actually went to the drug farm to visit John's parents. Uh, However, it's not clear to me that Undercover Odie works for the FBI. I think it's very possible that he could work for the DEA or perhaps even the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. I don't think the ATF has undercover agents, do they? I mean, you wouldn't know about it, would you? That's a, it's an it's a excellent highly point. effective undercover excellent program. Point. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna broadcast it worldwide that they have a, a net an, that they have some kind of underground dog network. <laughs> nice. In the second panel, Garfield leaps off of the table at the dog named Odie, and he uh-huh. thinks the Caped Avenger springs into action. Yes. Yeah, and you can tell, John, look, no spoilers here. You can tell very clearly from the parabola those motion lines create that he is not going to land anywhere near the dog. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Do you think, are you, you, is it your contention that panel three, the denouement of today's strip is when Garfield does in fact fall uh, face Mm -hmm. first onto the floor um, do, you, do you think that, that that is intended to be a surprise? No, no. I, I mean, I, I don't think so. If it is, uh, it's, you know, it, it's ineffective. I think this is just an example of Jim Davis, as he always does, respecting the laws of physics and mm. not drawing mm-hmm. a, a sequence of events that violates them. Yeah, like if he drew one parabola in the second panel that it, that implied that he was going to make it and yeah. then and then he didn't yeah, that would be highly frustrating would, yeah he would be cheating the listeners deceive listeners deceiving his readers yeah toying with their expectations in a mm. way that I, I think would have it would have cheapened the whole experience of reading and podcasting about Garfield so kudos to Jim Davis <laughs> Yeah, for not doing that. Thanks for not cheapening this experience. God. It's just as rich as it's ever been. Yeah. Have we mentioned, um, A, that in panel three, Garfield is thinking the caped Avenger hurts himself? No, we have not. Or, B, that the uh, line of little dots from the thought bubble up at the top of the panel down to Garfield's head (laughs) at the bottom is quite lengthy. That may be the longest... Uh, thought bubble trail that we have seen to date. Right? It's quite notable. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say maybe is because I do not care to research. No, no. We have read 612 of these puppies. I am not looking back through all of those just to find the longest (laughs) thought bubble trail. (laughs) Although, although, although we may start have to keeping, we may have to start keeping track now from now on. We might need a, yeah. Okay. Okay. John, look, we're not going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously we're not going to check what's the longest thought bubble trail. Obviously. But if we did, if we did, do you think we would judge by length of trail or number of dots? 
Chris, that's that's so reductive of you. I mean, like, obviously, they're two separate categories. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this well, one then is if you... ten. Ten yeah. dots. If you, does that include the dot embedded into the thought bubble at the top? Oh, I, 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 I should say so. Good. I'm glad. Inclusive. Ten dots. Inclusive. Yeah. Um, I think most, most. Uh, it's an interesting. I mean, yeah. I'll go I'm, ahead and I'm, say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you at the word interesting. Are you sure interesting, you want to commit to that? That's an interesting thing to think about for as long as it takes to say this sentence. I don't know. Uh, like, I, is that always the case? Is there always one of the one of the little bubbles? Like right there on the border, oh, Im- like embedded that. In the, yeah. I think so. I think just about. I think there's always a little dot embedded in the thought bubble. Are they called dots? I've been referring to it as the thought bubble and then the dots. The sub, the sub bubbles, the sub thought, sub. Mm. Oh, maybe they're maybe they're bublets. Bublets. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> More Hashtag <jargon>. bublets. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag bublets. Okay, um, uh, I don't. I don't have anything much to say about this one. I think it's a little weird that there's just a single one-off Caped Avenger strip in the middle of the week. Weird, um, but spoiler I, alert: not, Caped Avenger does not return tomorrow. It's weird. I don't know if I would criticize it on that on those grounds. No, nah, I, I, I mean, there's so many other grounds upon which to criticize it. I mean, typically we we we're kind of irritated when there's a, a week long. Uh, you know, a theme sequence. Well, it depends yeah. on the sequence. John. It does. I, it does. Look, look. I would have been very excited to spend a week on John Arbuckle visiting the family drug farm. Yeah, if that ever happened, that would be fun. It's kind of, kind of, um, just you know, mildly ironic that I couldn't podcast about John Arbuckle visiting the family drug farm because I was in Floridian drug jail. I thought you were going to say the actual irony, Is that which irony? is that you. Is that irony? I think it's maybe not. Yeah, irony. it's coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even situational irony? No. No. What? Okay, but I didn't actually say it, think it was ironic when I said it was ironic. Mm-hmm. And that made that verbal irony. No. No? No, you have to know what you're saying is not right for it to be verbal. No, I did. I knew as I was saying it that no. it was not ironic. That's why I added. You know what it is, though, because you didn't know, and the listener obviously does. That Mm. means it's dramatic irony, or they they know that you're about to find out that you were wrong. Alternately, John, if the listener doesn't didn't know that you saying they did was ironic, of 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 some ilk, yeah, sexual irony might have been. I like how our principal job on this podcast is to come up with new forms of irony. <laughs> the, the four varieties of irony. Verbal, situational, dramatic, and sexual. Um, and gluten-free. And seen. Okay. John, the podcast you've been listening to is Being Jim Davis. The podcast Bill Watterson can't get enough of. True. I mean, he would get more if he would become a Patreon donor. Then he'd get a basically a bonus. Okay, look. then he'd get too much. Yeah, the podcast Bill Watterson gets too much of. Uh, you can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes, the podcatcher of your choice, or by telling your friends about the program. Why not join our street team? 
Um, why not visit our website, www.beingjimdavis.com, a site that will not hypnotize you. You can follow us on Twitter at Being Jim Davis or follow me at the Chris Winter. And do I, I do I tweet? Almost never. And I was not aware that this program had a street team. But I'm excited to find out what that means. John, it's an undercover street team. Oh, are they, is it part of the ATF? It is part of the it's part of it. Part of the it's a, it's a joint operation of the ATF and the Secret Service. Fair. Mm, our street team is mainly dedicated to preventing counterfeit money. And I'm also online. Thanks. Good night. We'll catch you someday if you produce counterfeit money through the use of our extensive street team underground dog network sponsored by the ATF and the Secret Service. You're going to use that term uh, every, every episode from now on? Nope. Probably just this one. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.